Welcome to Through the Marketing Lens, a podcast designed to propel your business forward. I'm Katrina, your host, marketing obsessor, and an entrepreneur turned business and marketing strategy coach for women who want to start, grow, and scale their businesses with power. I see what works and what doesn't, and I'm going to share it all. I'm showing up for you here every Tuesday to deliver business tools and strategies in fluff-free episodes. So let's dive in together. Hello there. I'm super pumped about today's topic, which is how much you should be charging and raising your rates. If you haven't already subscribed to Through the Marketing Lens, take a second to do so so you're always getting these fluff-free episodes that will help you to grow and scale your business. Um, So this crazy important topic that we're talking about, like raising your rates and pricing, it's so hard and scary and takes a lot of courage to do well. And I want to just think about why. Like money is a funny topic. And we all feel so many ways about money, which is a whole different conversation. Uh, But what comes up a lot when we talk about how much to charge is, you know, who am I to charge that much? Or what if nobody says yes? That fear of rejection around that. And what will people think of me for charging that much? Will everyone laugh at me? We all imagine this response, like everyone's waiting around to see like what number you put on your website or however you communicate that, right? And that's just not how it is. We're going to dive into um, a little bit about how this comes up in our everyday life. And, you know, if this resonates with you, if you've ever had any of these feelings, I certainly have, you're not alone. This is a mindset issue that you have to tackle in your life and in your business, and how do we actually do that? This is the work. This is what people are talking about when they say you have to do the work. You have to believe that you are worth that number, and the best way to get there (laughs) and to go for it and to charge that number is to prove to yourself that people are actually willing to pay it. I'm gonna talk a little bit about that today. So first of all, Um, we're going to talk about getting the number, like what number should you be charging? And then we'll dive into some of the mindset around the value of what you have to offer. So how much do you charge? Great question. And this is how I do the basic math so that we can figure out the number that makes the sense most sense for you because we can dig around in your industry and see what other people are paying and that's absolutely helpful but it's not necessarily your answer okay so i will often have you work this backwards if i'm a service based business which is really what i'm talking about a lot today so if you are a product based business you can totally do this with me just replace number of products for your billable hours. Okay. Um, So the first thing I want you to do is think about how much you want to make monthly, not what you're making now, um, but how much you want to make in this next stage. And don't say a million dollars. Let's be realistic and talk about your next stage, 
which if you're making, you know, $6,000 a month, we can say 10,000. That's still reasonable, but I want you to pick a number that you could get um, pretty easily in the next, you know, six months. All right. So we're going to do $10,000 for ease purposes, for calculation ease. So $10,000 a month. Now, how many hours per month are you committing to client work? Billable hours. So this is the amount that you could be working on client work. It's not necessarily what you're working right now. So let's say 20 hours of client work, billable hours a week, and we'll multiply that by four. So it's 80 hours per month that you're showing up that are essentially your billable client hours. Now I want you to divide that ideal monthly revenue by the hours. So $10,000 divided by 80 hours per month comes out to $125 an hour if you're full. So the one important thing that we're talking about is we're creating this pricing based on the idea that you will get full, not that you are full now. You might not be, and that's not a bad thing because once you are full, things are going to change again, okay? So we're basically building this out so that you can get what you want and book yourself out. All right, so at $125 an hour, you're going to be making $10,000 if you book yourself out. You will then create a package out of this, okay? So I, don't, I wouldn't want you to just charge $125 an hour. I would want you to create this into a package. So for an example, if you are a branding expert and a full client package takes you um, 20 hours of work, from soup to nuts. And this may or may not be something you communicate in full to your client. Um, we're just talking about how much you know on average it takes you to do. So if it's about 20 hours and you're charging $125 an hour, that's $2,500 for your full package. And so you know on a monthly basis you need to be booking about four of those if that's the only package you have, which obviously that's not what I would want, but we're just keeping this really simple. So four of those packages would, would equal your 80 hours per month, and that would be your $10,000, okay? Um, so we just did some really basic math around your rates, and you could tell me, look, 125 an hour is just too little. And to that, I would say great, because this has to feel really good to you too. So let's rework the numbers, rework the math, to either lower the amount of hours that you're showing up, if $10,000 is all that you want to be making, which I'm sure that most of us want to be making more revenue, or you're gonna increase that revenue number and we'll increase your prices, okay? So that's completely up to you, and ultimately this is just a simple way to calculate your rates and set your standard. And what I mean by that is, you know, um, what I mentioned before is a lot of times people will dig into like industry rates, um, but that's not, that's kind of random because if it's not what works for your life, it doesn't matter. Uh, so that's why I like to work this backwards and, and then feel out the number based on you and the standard that we're creating for you. That's all this is, is what is the value that I'm putting out there? What do I feel that this is worth? And, um, and what do I want to be making? 
that's where this comes from. And that's really where it should come from. It doesn't mean that people aren't going to be charging way more than you and way less than you. And those are for other clients. You are really making this, these packages and these prices for your specific clientele. So the question I get after we create this and we're talking about booking ourselves out and then we get to the place of, okay, so how and when do I raise my rates? Okay. Great question. And the truth is, if you're asking me that question, it's likely that you're not far from when that would happen. So let's talk a bit in literal terms. So when you're completely booked out, so you're booking those 80 hours a month consistently and you're making your $10,000, your hours are completely maxed out. You can't be taking on any more clients. Um, you're going to ask yourself, where do I go from here? And this is where I would say, okay, it's either time to scale, which is a whole separate topic, or it's time to raise your rates and or both. So that's the moment where raising your rates is really, that's where it would come into play. There are some other components, which I was just mentioning, but for simplicity, that's really where we start. So we're not going to talk about raising your rates until you're consistently booking yourself out and getting that $10,000, and then we're able to talk about scaling and raising rates. So when I say $125 an hour, for the example's sake, how does that number feel to you, or the number that you did on the back of the envelope? How does that number feel to you? Does it feel scary? Does it feel realistic? What comes up for you? And do you feel worth that number? I mean, it's important for you to dig into that, um, because setting your own rates and setting your standards is what we're talking about right here. So take the space and the time to really ask yourself, like, is that, does that feel good? When you're growing, your rates are going to raise. And we, especially women, we push back on doing that. And we always are afraid of upsetting people or how people are going to react um, but the truth is you see this in your everyday life and you probably don't even bat an eyelash. I was just at my son's barber today. And, um, when I went to go check out, he charged me 20 bucks and he's charged me 16 bucks for years. And so the back of my, hell, I think that's about a 25% increase in his rates. Honestly, after going to this barber for years, my thought was, good for him. Swear. You know, and I, I think most of us would think that he is not going to lose me as a client because I already know he does a good job. My son likes the, the barber. I'm already in. So that's how your clientele is likely going to feel. You know, just think about that. And how many other times do you see rates raise or prices raise on basic things like produce in the grocery store and you don't even notice um, because you have assigned value to that and it's not going to make you leave. And if it does make you leave, then you probably didn't see the value, right? If I didn't like this barber and he raised the rates, yeah, maybe I would leave. But I've already assigned the value and I'm not, it's not worth it for me to dig around. And frankly, like I said, the thought of good for him comes up. And 
that's often what people are thinking when they already see your value, okay? So the truth is, when it comes to your rates, people are willing to pay way more than you imagine if they see the value. Value, 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 right? Value is totally, totally subjective. So if we're really smart and we're focusing on the value, um, that's really where people are going to get hooked. They're not hooked because of all the features um, and all the nifty things that your company has. It's really about them being emotionally um, attached and seeing the value. So when a, a big mistake that I see when people do set their rates, um, they might feel really good. They think that it's a number that would really work. And although it's, it's really scary, so they go and they start asking for other people's opinions. And ah, it's just so painful because if you're asking your ideal clients and you're ready for the, the honest answer, that's fine. But if you're asking someone who is not your ideal client, like for example, your mom or your husband or your best friend that has nothing to do with your business, you're not going to get the answer that's true, right? Because they don't assign the value to what it is that you do as if they would pay for it. It doesn't, that doesn't mean they don't see what you do is valuable, but they don't need what you do. Okay. So it's important once you figure out like, this is the number that feels good that you test it out with people that make sense with people who need what it is that you have. And I want to talk about value for a moment because the number that we are willing to pay is kind of arbitrary because we base it off of the value that we assign to it, which is truly not even, it's, it's an emotional decision. And let me give you an example. So let's talk about something that we, a lot of us see the value in, and that's an iPhone. So um, we are emotionally attached to this thing and an iPhone is like $1,000 or something. Let's just say it's $1,000. I think it's around there. Uh, I mean, still, pretty much everyone I know has an iPhone, right? It's a lot of money, $1,000. But we believe that it's worth that. We see the value in it. And we don't think about like how much it takes them to actually produce this, right? We're just thinking about the value, the way that it makes us feel. We feel connected because of it. We, everything in our lives, I and mean, we don't put this thing down, right? So we've assigned so much value to this that even if they raised it to 1500 I think most people would still do it, right? Now, let's flip that and talk about the same $1,000 that we regularly buy. Every two years or something, we have to get a new iPhone because they clearly put some bugs in it and your phone stops working. Um, that same thousand dollars that you spend on iPhones. Now, what if I told you that I had this pair of old white vintage sneakers and this vintage pair of sneakers was a thousand dollars, the same amount as the iPhone. You might look at me like I'm totally nuts and tell me, like, I don't have $1,000 to spend on that and um, probably not willing to buy my sneakers. But you were just willing to spend $1,000 on the iPhone, so what? 
like even if you were going to put the iPhone on your credit card or however you were going to do it, ask a friend for money, you were going to do it. But suddenly with my sneakers, which are the same amount, you don't have the money or you're not willing to. And the reason is because not because you don't have the money, because if you wanted them, you would figure it out. You just don't see the value. You don't need my dirty sneakers. Now, what if I told you, and this isn't going to work for everybody listening, but for most of you listening, I bet you're going to get this. What if I told you these aren't just sneakers, these are vintage Chanel sneakers, and would that change how you felt about my sneakers? Might not you might not be willing to spend the thousand, but we might be in a different conversation at that point, right? Because it's a value issue. But why does Chanel make you even have a different conversation with me? You might even be willing to buy this, these vintage pair of sneakers um, because the fact that they're Chanel makes you feel some sort of way. The sneakers didn't change. Their functionality didn't change. But the fact that they're Chanel might make you feel wealthy or important or trendy, right? It depends who you are, what it means to you. It's just about how you perceive Chanel and what it's going to do for you. The way people perceive you, your brand, you, is really the value we're talking about. And value is way more about emotions than it is about function, right? I think I already said that, but it's true. So what is your brand doing for them? What is the value that you are showing up with to, to make your rates make sense? I'm not saying how many millions of features does your company have or like how many little tiny things are you going to give them, right? I mean, how are you going to make their life truly better? What are the things that they want and how are you going to give that to them? That's what I mean by value. So if someone's willing to spend $125 an hour on something, they're probably willing to spend $150, even more than that, $175, if you're communicating the value, okay? So look, if you're in a place where you're thinking about either setting your rates, resetting your rates, increasing your rates, whatever, do the back of the envelope numbers, start there, and also make sure that you're communicating your value. This is not something, value communication is not something that you're doing just on a sales call or, you know, on your sales page or your landing page. No, your value is being communicated all the time. Right? So the things that the way they're going to feel is being communicated all the time so that they can perceive that you're making their life better so that when they get to that purchase moment, when you say, you know, it is the package is $2,500 and it's about 20 hours of work. So it comes out to $125 an hour, however you break that down. They're like, okay, but they already knew in the back of their mind, it didn't really matter what the number was because they already knew how valuable what you're doing for them is. This all takes 
so much practice. <laughs> and it really starts with understanding the concept of talking about the value. And um, you have to do it all the time. And then it comes down to pitching your pricing with confidence. So it's not the wavering, right? Like when people first um, start talking about raising their prices, it's like, well, you know, I just raised it to 150. It was 125 and I can honor that. And no, no, like it's pitching it with confidence. It's really saying the number and knowing that you do have the value to back that up. And they might say no, but that means they didn't see the value. That really has nothing to do with the number. Yes, this can feel hard. But like anything else that you do, it just comes down to doing it and getting past that hard feeling. And then you just get better and better and better with practice. So the more people you're pitching, the more times you get told no and then evaluate it and then do it better next time. Like that's the only way to the other side. You can be stuck at charging $75 an hour for a really long time because we can make a million excuses. But I promise you that if you start thinking about it from a value perspective and stop thinking about it from like a fear-based, oh my God, I don't want to lose one or two clients perspective, right? Because losing one or two clients is in the long run going to be a better scenario if you're charging more. <laughs> so I hope this episode all about pricing and raising your rates is super helpful. As always, please, please share this episode. If anyone you're thinking of would appreciate it or needs it, you sharing it, this, this um, podcast is literally the only way that we get the podcast out there. So screenshot it on your phone, add it to your Instagram stories, however you share it. Please tag me if you choose to on Instagram um, at Katrina Aronson underscore consulting. And please rate this podcast um, if you like what you're hearing. Thank you so much for trusting me with your time. Before you leave me, I want to give you a heads up that we are going to take a little break, a little time off of the podcast, and we are coming back with a little um with some changes on the podcast and we have a jam packed next season with incredible interviews that I'm so freaking excited about. If you're interested in learning more about business coaching, which is what I do, um, I am currently on a wait list until September, I believe, but listen, I'm always, always having value calls, which is when I, freebie talk to you for 20 minutes. And um, if you're interested, just drop me a message anywhere, Instagram, you can hop over to my website and send me a message from there, or you can always directly email me and I will get you on my calendar. Um, yeah. So I look forward to talking to you too soon, seeing you soon, and I'll be back for season two of Through the Marketing Lens. 